0: Hello, Michael. Hello, Andre. I understand that you were uh, doing something this weekend.
1: Yes, I was. Out and about. Niagara-on-the-Lake.
0: And what were you doing in Niagara-on-the-Lake? I was taking some black and white pictures. Oh, well, that's something that's very interesting. Anyone who wants to see them can go to at the grape guy, but I understand you were doing something else. And Yeah, because you challenged me to the black and white challenge. That was kind of fun. <laughs> Still in the middle of it, I think. I think you are, too. Can you just uh, get to the t- point? <laughs> <laughs>
1: is uh touring around uh, Niagara Lake for Taste the Season, which is just an
0: awesome event. And anyone who listened to our wonderful podcast last week about the VQA, which if you haven't listened to yet, not only did you miss some uh, really interesting discussion about the state of VQA, but you had a chance to win passes to Taste the Season. And one of our lucky listeners will now get to be like Mike.
1: Hey, that's great.
0: So congratulations to H underscore Knopf. And thank enough. You, Yeah, I'm not sure how you exactly say that. We can maybe ask her to uh, clarify that for us. But, uh, enough is enough. <laughs> keep listening to this podcast for other chances to win other things. We don't know when the next giveaway will be, but thank you for listening. And now let's get to your regular scheduled broadcast. You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue.
1: Andre, I'm
0: looking at a real jumble of wine. Yeah. There is a bit of a theme here, though. Nope, there is no theme. No, well, there, there was a theme until I pulled out the other bottle. Okay.
1: Uh, well, okay, so, you know, doing our, our Sesame Street kind of thing here. Two of these things match, and two of these things match. As in, two of them are from 2002, and two of them are from 2005.
0: We're looking at wineries in three different regions. Yep. That's also a reason I did it. The fruit from one, I'm pretty sure, is from the other region, though. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm Michael Pincus from michaelpincuswinerview.com.
0: I'm Andre Pru from
1: andrewinerview.ca. And today is another one of our... Uh, what the hell did you pull out of the cellar tasting?
0: I think we can do better with with the name. Oh, alright. But right. the concept is still good.
1: Well, I, I know that uh, the the radio station you... Work for had a problem with what is Richard Kraus. Uh, <laughs> what is Richard Kraus? Did think Richard Kraus like Did this? Did Richard Kraus like this? I heard you on the radio. Oh the my day.
0: god! I thought that was pretty funny. That's a whole separate story altogether. And you were giving uh, giving Jim a little bit of shit it for was his uh, idea. Jim Jim named the segment. So I guess to fill people in, I work for New Sock 1010, and the host that I work with, Jim Richards, has created a segment where. Every Friday, we ask Richard Krause, our movie reviewer, whether he liked the movies or not. I like that segment, actually. And and it's a lot of fun, but the thing is, the segment is actually good and generic, because the title of the segment is, Did Richard Krause Like It? So we had one week around Labor Day where there were no movies opening, so I called up Richard and said, Hey, Richard, you're going to review Cocktails this week, because the segment makes no mention... Of you doing movies and it worked out really well. Because well. then the people on the air have to guess whether or not Richard liked it or not. Anyways, Jim has no idea what the segment's called. We've only been doing it for like seven months.
1: Yeah, I I, I noticed that uh, that it's been uh, a, a good segment too. I kind of I kind of enjoy it. So right now I'm just going to take a picture of these uh, of these wines so that they can appear on uh, on the uh, SoundCloud uh, site. And uh, yes. why don't you tell people how they can
0: get uh, get us? Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, you can listen to us on SoundCloud. You can check our websites and uh, our various newsletters to make sure you never miss an episode. So. And these tastings are always exciting for me. I hope they're exciting to the listeners because we just taste old shit. Yeah. We, it's, it's Basically, they really just taste old shit and it's live. Like, we have not done anything but open the bottles. Yes. That's it. I'm not even sure if any of these are corked. The last time we did one of these, sadly... One of them was corked. Sadly, one of them was cork, yeah. tragically, because it yeah. was the Cabernet Franc. And
1: um, I thought it was going to be great, and uh, yeah, sadly it was cork.
0: That being said, though, we have some Cabernet Franc in front of us. Yes. Uh, so, uh, should we say what they are, or do you want to just say them as we go through Let's them? say them as we go through them. All Let's right. just grab a bottle and go to it. Why are we going newer instead of older? Okay. All right. Do you want to start newer or older? Oh, okay. We'll start, uh, we'll start older. Okay.
1: So, first wine is an award-winning wine. There's a a sticker on it that says (laughs) award-winning. It doesn't say what award it won. Uh, It's just a sticker. So, it could be that the wine is award-winning, the winery is award-winning, the label is award-winning, or uh, they just found some stuff in the winery that said award-winning and stuck them on the box. That
0: winery definitely has won a gold star in something.
1: Yeah, it's, it seems, I, I would assume that, okay, that Colio has won something in its, in its day. This is a Colio 2002 barrel-aged Cabernet Franc Reserve.
0: I think it's interesting they felt the need to just dis- put the distinction on it that Cabernet Franc was barrel-aged because... I would generally assume that Franc would be barrel aged unless otherwise stated. Uh,
1: yeah, true, but uh, like I know a wine like between the lines when they first opened, uh, I would assume they had done Merlot and Cab Franc uh, barrel aged, but they were unoped. And they were very good, by the way. Uh, this definitely has a lot of tertiary characteristics on the nose. Uh, 12.8% alcohol, 2002, hot vintage. But I'm getting a lot of uh, tertiary. That's yeah, uh, nutty. Uh, for lack of a uh, um, for lack of a term that I, I you know I'm getting in trouble for this, Andre. It's like garbagey fruit.
0: Like it's not not dried fruit, but not. I'm not even getting fruit on it. I've already tasted it, but I, I took the lead last time. I'm gonna let you make the initial impressions on this. Although it's, I'll say one thing. It's interesting because the tannin is still. Grippy on this. Yeah,
1: this is still grabbing the tongue, and 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 really, really punching at your at those uh, at the buds. Yep. Um, but definitely the fruit is gone, totally gone. Yep. Um, so just
0: to be clear, it's a 2002 Colio Estate Barrel-Aged Cabernet Franc Reserve, VQA Lake Erie North Shore.
1: At the moment, maybe we want to come back with. Let it sit open now that we've got a couple gla- uh, got a couple glasses out of it. Uh, I'm tasting liquid wood. Like other than that, lots of tannin. But but it's like liquid wood cedar.
0: Okay, let's go to the other O2. Alright. There, there's nothing exciting about this at this point, but we'll come back to it. We will. A little full circle. Uh yeah. Okay, so we're looking at a Southbrook
1: Triomph Cab Merlow, the only blend in the um, uh, in our lineup today. Also from 2002,
0: Ooh, colors nice. So in
1: 2002, the fruit is Niagara and the Lake, but um, now I wanna I wanna say that this this was made uh, when Southbrook was still up uh, in uh, Richmond Hill. No uh,
0: address is Niagara Stone Road on this. I think they relabeled it. I'm okay. pretty sure they relabeled it because uh, this would have been released probably 2004 then. Yeah. Yeah, because... uh, So who would have made this wine?
1: uh, 2002, Steve Byfield would have had a hand in it. And then, um, I want to say Colin Ferguson, but I I may not have the name right. But it's a guy named Colin who was there. Holy
0: shit. Wow. Wow. This no. is this isn't just good. This isn't just like passable. This is really good. This
1: one's actually got some fruit on it. Uh, I'm 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 surprised. I have to be honest.
0: Tannin is nice and velvety on it. Good red fruit. A little bit of blue fruit on the nose. So we're talking like blueberry, blackberry. Definitely some raspberry in there.
1: Yeah, this is definitely from the from the farm up in Richmond Hill because it's got that uh, that smell to it. Um, I don't think you were even in, in the province at that time.
0: No, in 2002, I was in my first year of university. Okay, so... I yeah. don't think I was... I was not legal drinking age.
1: Not even a glimmer in his mother's eye.
0: Yeah, not legal drinking age yet when this wine was made.
1: But that's got that... It's got that farmy breadiness that's, that old South Brook has, but it's not in a, in a no, bad way. it's in way.
0: check. It's completely in check. But the best part is the fruit on the palate, like, it's still... It's pushing fresh. It's right on the it's right on the cusp of jumping off, of not being fresh anymore, but it's like fresh blueberry, a nice cedar note, smoky. Like the fruit's starting to get clobbered by some of the, the secondary and tertiary flavors. But it's it's making my mouth water, just how juicy this, this Yeah, the acidity wine
1: is. is yeah, the acidity is off
0: the charts on this one. But it's yeah. still in check, like it's not overpowering the fruit. The thing is the tannin rolls off the back of the tongue. This is this is really nice.
1: Mm-hmm. That's definitely a winner. Do
0: we have to move on?
1: Yeah, we'll move on to the to the next wine. We may let's come back to that one too. Allow it to uh, to open a little bit. It's got a long finish too.
0: Yeah, it does. It's really it's it's making my mouth water. Like it, I'm salivating on the back back of my palate here.
1: Good acidity. Good tannins. Uh, I don't know if I'd hold it much longer. Maybe well, another year. You
0: know what? It depends on what you like, though. Like, if you want True. this to push into tertiary, if you like your wines a little bit older, this might have another five years to let the fruit completely die. Yeah. But I mean, right now it's riding a really nice balance, with still being young, um, still being. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say this is vibrant. No. But I mean, it's definitely interesting, and there's a certain there's a certain freshness to it, while still pushing in that smoky, bready, barnyardy. It's just like, it's it's a party in my mouth. And everyone's invited. Okay, I'm
1: moving right along. I'm not gonna touch that one.
0: The Simpsons quote. Everybody knows I, it. I know it.
1: I know it. You know it. Which what episode's it from? I, pff, I don't watch The Simpsons that
0: often. I'm more of a Family Guy. Ugh. I have to be honest. For the record, it's when Homer joins the company baseball team and Mr. Burns hires all the ringers. And that quote comes from Ken Griffey Jr. Very
1: nice, very nice Okay, moving on to a Sandbanks 2005. 2005 VQA Ontario Hmm, I'm not sure I like this So we got a 10 a, a year old wine No, a 12 year old wine
0: math, math,
1: not my strong suit It's okay, there's
0: still fruit on the nose There is, but, but it's there's a like, very... It's like a, It's really tangy it's tangy, it's sweet okay, taste, I'm Do you know what in. that is this is like I'm going uh, in
1: this is like licking a jolly rancher, but <laughs> just smelling the jolly rancher instead of uh instead of sucking on it. you just you, you can get that smell because you've released something when you lick it. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes, you know you will unlock those flavor I don't
0: sp- think it makes sense okay you know what else it smells like pez. Yeah, the, you know what? But not because well, Pez doesn't have much of a smell. No, but Pez it smells, smells like tarts. a taste of it smells like the taste of Pez. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like Pez. <laughs> it's very interesting.
0: I think anyone would buy Pez dispensers with our heads on them. Oh, want to try? Maybe, we should do that. <laughs> Maybe both both heads,
1: like you have you know and our little orange sign with looking at each other.
0: Yeah, we'll just it Big, comes in a two pack with the angry faces looking at each other. Just, just massive heads on them. You know, there's a little bit of sweetness on the finish. But I hate myself for kinda liking this one too. It's mm. not it's not as elegant and refined as the Southbrook. Like the Southbrook was gorgeous. This is interesting. And I, I hate using the word interesting because I feel like it's a word that a lot of Psalms in Toronto use to pedal shitty natural wine. But uh this is interesting just in that, I guess, I'm sure in 2005 this was probably really sweet when you tasted it. Oh, uh, I
1: don't remember being sweet. I remember it being a, a good wine. Probably had some sweetness to it. But it was well balanced. 12% alcohol. So not a lot. And you would have thought in, in 05 it should have a lot more alcohol to it. Because again, 2005, great year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's got a little Pez dispenser. Cherry sweet tart nose.
0: I agree with all those things you just said. Palate maybe a little, a little. It almost little feels flummy. disjointed because the the sweetness to it gives it this like really kind of fresh confection feeling, but there Good. is still like a bit of the earthiness and a bit of the smokiness, and it's it's these are not flavors that you expect to go together.
1: No, it's just uh, it's disjointed, but maybe drinkable. Do you know what I mean? I think that might be drinkable in a certain Definitely. circumstance. I would agree with that. Yeah, Chinese food, a little rice.
0: Yeah, that'd be really interesting, just with that kind of little bit of lick of sweetness in the confection. Okay, yeah. I'll give yeah. it to you. I'll All give that right. to you. All right,
1: so uh, I don't know if we've ever done a Pilatery wine on the uh, on the podcast. We have not. So I've got a Pilatery 2005 Cabernet Franc, uh, and we did have a, a little discussion off the air. Who made the 2005 vintage at Pilatery? Neither one of us can come up with the answer. If you know, let us know. How about that?
0: You can get in touch with us on on Facebook and and Twitter. You can get in touch with us and let us know. If anyone asks me, I will give out Michael Pinkus's home phone number. Hey, enough of that.
1: Now, that's interesting. Because this is very closed on the nose mm-hmm, but something's mm-hmm. happening in your mouth. There's another party going on in your mouth and somebody else has been invited.
0: It's very it's it still has a bit of use to it. it there's a big difference. Three years makes a big difference. but there's like a spice note to it, like an allspice and uh, cinnamon note, a little bit of black smoke uh, but like really nice. Raspberry almost not strawberry. Strawberry on there too. There's a little tobacco in there.
1: But um like a cherry raspberry
0: tobacco hit. Nice. This is this is this is what's right about Cabernet Franc in Ontario. Not this least. wine is, is twelve years old. Wow. Well, whoever did make this wine good work. Who what's who who are, the, who are the possibilities? We're well, not so, sure if it's Sue, Sue Ann's staff. staff. may have
1: may have done that. And then after that, I kind of lose track of Pilateri's winemakers. Because after after Sue Ann, it Ann, I, I thought it was a revolving door of winemakers, but I could be totally wrong. It could be the guy who's been there the whole time, or the or the gal. Can we say gal? Is that, uh, is that a wrong term now?
0: Probably. Yeah, all righty, then. Since when... If, listen. Well, that's very Trump-esque. Is there any reason for you to start being politically correct now, Mike? No, I just thought uh, very Trump-esque.
1: Blame the gals for that. So. Yeah, it's very interesting. There is, again, there's a little bit of a, a Bretty nuance to this. Uh, I know you don't like Brett, but I mean it does have... What are you have, talking about? I like Brett when oh. it doesn't
0: overpower. I've, t- I've talked about this. Brett Brett, in, in, in the right controlled environment, I really enjoy it because it reminds me of uh, the agricultural fair they did in Regina every year called Agribition. And when you're growing up in Regina, hey, if uh, anyone is new to this podcast, I am from Saskatchewan. Holy shit. I know. It's taken I us did... a few episodes. We, we haven't mentioned it in a few episodes. I, have, I had no idea. Yeah, I, it's, I know. It's, it's a big surprise to everyone. Oh, oh my god. I don't know if I can... But when you're in elementary school, you, you, make a, you make a trip to the agricultural fair a few times in your academic career. Called Agribition. I hope to go back to it one day. And be aggricized. What does that even mean? Figure it out. Figure it out.
1: That's an interesting wine. It's you know what?
0: This is this is a solid tasting. Um, so three of the four are definitely drinkable. Two of the four are actually very good, and that's Pilitary and Southbrook. But before we completely write off the um, the Colio, I think we owe it a revisit.
1: Yeah. Now that it's uh, hasn't been open that long, but I mean, uh, always good. We found out when we did our Shatter to Charm tasting that things definitely changed, even within the
0: ten minutes that we, uh... Unfortunately, this is not one of those cases. No, it's still, to me, it's still that liquid wood, um... Ugh. You know what the... here's, Here's the worst part about it, is that it's even more underwhelming having made the round of the table.
1: Well, yeah, I guess when you put something in any kind of comparison... Yeah, it's still liquidy wood. I don't
0: know. Uh, I, I don't know if the... I think it's the label that was award-winning. <laughs> you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. You can leave a comment. You can let us know what you think. Um, oh, I'm not happy with that. <laughs> oh, Michael's it's your turn.
1: Oh, um, yeah, tell your mother, tell your brother, tell your daughter, tell your sister, tell your mother. It could be the same person if you're living in the South. Or in Saskatchewan,
0: you can listen. You can read my stuff at andrewinereview.ca, and uh, you can find me at michaelpinkuswinereview.com. As always, good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.